We're going live, Janelle. <clears throat> We're going live. We're going to do this thing. Happy holidays, Dub Nation. Happy hol. Sorry, that was a horrible uh, impersonation of Bill O'Reilly. There's a classic skit where the there's a recording out there. It's on YouTube at the end of when he used to host the thing, Inside Edition. Uh, he goes, I'll do it live. We'll do it live. Effing thing sucks. Anyway, so it was <laughs> on there. We're going to talk about Jonathan Kaminga. He uh, came out and said some things in an exclusive story with your boy, Janelle. I got Janelle Moore with me of ESPN Zanscape and the Mercury News. And it's, it's interesting stuff. Steve Kerr responded to it today. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Warriors' defense and whether or not the NBA landscape has changed to the point where maybe the Warriors should reprioritize some of their philosophy, their approach. We're going to break it all down next. Happy holidays, folks. Janelle Moore is next. Locked on Warriors is next. This is Locked on Warriors. You are Locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. The place to go to buy tickets. And Janelle is the place to go for all of her content pertaining to the Warriors, the Carolina Panthers. You can follow Janelle Moore on Twitter at Janelle12. That's two N's, two L's. And you can follow her on threads where I'm at, at Writer Diva. And you can follow me there at Dog Wild. Janelle, great to see you. Happy holidays. How are you doing? And before we get into the whole Kaminga thing, what is your first impression of it before we start getting into the details? How are you doing? I'm doing fine. And how I feel about the whole Kaminga thing is that he is doing what he's supposed to do and trying to buy into the system. And he has every right to feel how he feels. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. Um, I'm, I'm seeing the fringe come out and, and, and criticizing him for going public. But look, he was doing an interview. He was being honest. I'm going to read the quotes because Marcus Thompson, Janelle, I know you and him are close. And Marcus, in my humble opinion, and correct me if, if I'm wrong on any of this, but he really made a name for himself in terms of the connections and relationships he develops with the with the players uh, in the Golden State Warriors locker room, more specifically Stephen Curry. I mean, he is has a connection with Steph that no one else has. So when this story came out, I think this was yesterday or two days ago, um, where all of a sudden he has exclusive attributions from Jonathan Kaminga, I just sat back and just applauded because there you go now you're developing a new connection you're getting exclusive attributions from possibly the future star of the golden state warriors jonathan kaminga so bravo to marcus thompson for that here are the, the some of the quotes all right because these weren't recorded so all i can do is tell you uh what was said in the story but kaminga was asked by marcus thompson whether or not kaminga feels he's he's more than capable of playing beyond the 21.7 minutes per game he's averaging which is resulting in a scoring average of 12.5, which is which is good. It's not great. But again, he's only playing 21 minutes and change. And Kaminga responded by saying, quote, me with the ball, nobody's guarding me. But sometimes 
I've got to take, I've got to take that away to make sure my OGs get the ball. That's where it's confusing. Sometimes I come out of the game not knowing what I did, and that messes with my head. It's like, what do they want me to do? I can pass, and I can do different S-bomb, unquote. There's another quote I'm going to read in just a second. But, and this is in reference to, I think, besides the overall body of work this season, more specifically in that Christmas Day game against the, the Denver Nuggets, Kaminga in the third quarter had four straight possessions that were fantastic. They resulted in scoring or in setting up plays or drawing fouls. He was on a roll. And the statistics have shown this. I've said it on the show time and time and again. He is a completely different player in the second half versus the first half. And we're starting to see him really pick up the momentum in that third quarter. And then, like clockwork, like what Steve Kerr has been doing all year, because his substitution patterns are not organic. They're very rigid. They're scheduled. He goes with a script. And so he went with the script again. He took out uh, Kaminga for Dario Saric right around the same time uh, that I think Clay Thompson was taken out for Andrew Wiggins. And the end result of that was Kaminga playing a whopping total of 23 minutes in that game. Again, he averages 21.7 for the year. Uh, I don't blame Kaminga for being frustrated. I, I was frustrated on his behalf all of last year, seeing players like Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome getting real minutes while we oftentimes didn't see him play. End of the season, Wiggins comes back from injury. We don't see Kaminga after playing great basketball for three months. Barely saw him in the postseason. Kerr had the, the, the shortest, tightest leash imaginable. Didn't see him at all in the Lakers series. Saw him a little bit in the Kings series. I really feel like it was a disservice to the whole team, and especially to Kaminga, by not playing him and developing him last year. Because in hindsight, what the hell did you have to lose in, in playing him? And we would have seen a much more developed Kaminga this year. And again, this is a young kid who, side note, same age as Brandon Pajemski. They're just four months apart. So even though we call Pajemski a rookie, Kaminga is the same age. That's how young he is. He's three years younger than Trace Jackson Davis. He's he's doing a phenomenal job this year. The defense has been spectacular, in my humble opinion. I think he's a better player than Wiggins. And I, I defer now to you, Janelle. I've been talking a long time. What were your thoughts on that attribution and Kaminga's words in reference to him not understanding what Kerr is doing with these substitution patterns. Well, first of all, Marcus is amazing. You know, he he has been on this Warriors beat for years, and the relationships that he has developed with these players from Steph all the way up to Kaminga is unmatched. It's unmatched. And that little bit of an exclusive, you know, just – being in the locker room and just hit him, um, Kaminga opening up to him is phenomenal. Now, with that said, uh, Kaminga again has every right to feel frustrated. He is um, trying to do what Kerr wants him to do, but whatever Kerr wants him to do, it just seems like it isn't enough. He is bending and contorting like a damn pretzel it seems but for whatever reason Kerr doesn't does not want to give him more mm -hmm. and what, what 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 he's doing is great because he is the only one that's really getting to the line consistently and drawing fouls which is a, a big thing and when he's downhill like that with most mis mismatches he ain't you're not going to stop him. 
And then and him going downhill gives the Warriors a uh, a different dimension than the the regular motion offense. And he is also right wanting to uh, abide by the most motion offense. It's even when he does that, it's Kerr's rigid system, his his rigid minutes. And did you know that he only played three minutes and 35 seconds in the fourth? Yeah, that's that's, that's ridiculous. Even with that, he could have made a a difference and could have broken up that whole um, three three points. You know, there was this um, this stretch in in the fourth quarter. They was trying to shoot a bunch of threes and they wasn't hitting. So. And by the way, you're, what's your dog's name? Like that, they could have put more points on the board, and they could have won. And especially, like even before that, you you know when Jokic was having that high, was trying to defend the pick and roll. I mean, high, way out the paint. Um, JK could have ate. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and, and, and you know, I love your dog barking because it got my dog running in here. Like, what the hell is going on? We're about to have a, a dog barking session. I love that. Um, you know, and and again, like you know, Andre FRBK, for example, you know, who writes uh, Pods' IQ is super high. The skill will improve. But then he wrote a moment just right right earlier to that. I feel like Kaminga's IQ is just not there yet. Agree to disagree times a thousand. The only reason, the only evidence you have of criticizing Kaminga's IQ is believing Steve Kerr's decision-making because Steve Kerr doesn't trust him. You're just deferring to what Steve Kerr thinks. I haven't seen anything out there that indicates Jonathan Kaminga's basketball IQ is lacking. Quite the opposite, actually. Again, considering how young he is, how little structure he had coming into the NBA, it's not like he's a turnover machine out there. I mean, in this last game, for example, he turned the ball over once. Um, he's drastically brought down the fouls, only committed one. I'm seeing him involve his teammates offensively, a lot of times getting Clay Thompson started when he's having slow starts. I just do not agree with that uh, opinion at all. Um, when we come back, Janelle, I'd love to get your opinion. Uh, we have to use, uh, we have to read a second part of that story, another quote from Kaminga. Janelle, we're going to hear everything you have to say, I promise. I'm going to give you all the time you need. Uh, Got to give some love to the sponsors first, though. We're going to start things off on today's show, recording this on December 27th with eBay Motors. Janelle, what kind of car do you drive? I know that's a, a somewhat I, I random. Drive a, I drive a 2022 GMC Terrain. Oh, there you go. Beautiful. So the reason why I bring that up is because, fortunately, your car is really new. So hopefully you'll never have to deal with any issues. But if you ever yeah. do, that's, that's where eBay beautiful. Motors comes to play. eBay Motors is all about finding the right parts for your vehicle and they've got this really awesome setup where all you do is drag the part to the top corner and if it clicks green you know for certain that part's going to uh, fit your vehicle well our partners at ebay motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy basketball host josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best ba- fantasy picks each week all season long whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster so let's see who josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Janelle, I'm going to read to you five players that Josh Lloyd has highlighted. His show, by the way, is huge. It's the most watched 
program, I believe on the entire Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, he's got that Aussie voice and he's got the fun attitude that goes with it. So his show is popular and he's listed five players. You tell me which one you want to hear about from Josh Lloyd. The five players that he focused on are Dante Exum of the Dallas Mavericks, Jaden Ivey of the Detroit Pistons, who if we were talking all around NBA, that is a story. My God, 25 game losing streak, uh, a, a record setting losing streak. Uh, Isaiah Hardenstein of the New York Knicks, Jalen Johnson, and Torian Prince of the Lakers. Which of those five, Janelle, would you like to hear more about? Well, in terms of fantasy? Correct. I'm curious about Ivy because, you know, with that hot mess in Detroit, you know, he... I believe he and Monty has been having some issues. Don't quote me on that, but I like, <laughs> That's all I good. like, I like to I like to figure out or learn more about his pro, his process of progression. Will yeah, he well, here's what block? should he be on the trading block along with Kate Cunningham? It, well, here's what uh here, going down there. Well, here's there. what Josh Lloyd had to say about Jay Ivey. Monty Williams has finally given him minutes. And Ivy has delivered. It remains to be seen if Williams keeps that role consistent. But Josh Lloyd likes adding Ivy to your fantasy basketball team. And and in my humble opinion, side note, the Detroit Pistons are a perfect example of the gatekeeping power of of a head coach in the NBA and just how much more of an impact that role has. And and more times than not, hurting a team than helping if you're if you're keeping players out. But yeah, Monty, Monty Williams, man, that's we could talk about that forever. But regardless, Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply you are locked on warriors your daily golden state warriors podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel and while you're doing subscriptions also follow janelle moore on multiple social media platforms on twitter she's available at janelle 12 that's two n's two l's and you're also available on instagram and threads at writer diva and uh janelle uh before i read the rest of these uh, jonathan kamiga quotes this is one of the many things that is in my opinion a bit frustrating i can understand Steve Kerr uh, uh, playing the favorite card with Clay Thompson. You, you've been through t- 10 years of wars with this guy. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's proven himself and then some. If, if, if there's any player that's earned a leash, I can understand Clay Thompson earning that. Andrew Wiggins, who's been with this team for, what, three, four years now, came to the Warriors 
as a player that a lot of people were calling a borderline bust. This is a former number one pick who was putting numbers up for the Timberwolves, but there were empty numbers. It wasn't resulting in wins. Uh, if you follow basketball closely, you, you saw Jimmy Butler's uh, comments about him when they were briefly teammates together. Mm -hmm. He comes to the Warriors. He has one good year, and it was a phenomenal year. He got selected to the All-Star game. The Warriors won a championship. But outside that one year, it's not like Wiggins has been this phenomenal, out-of-this-world player. I don't understand, and, and let me know what you think about this. I don't understand this this deference to Wiggins. Uh, you know, the, the, Steve Kerr had a comment today. We're going to play some sound from him in a moment. But Steve Kerr had uh, spoke briefly about Wiggins and Kaminga playing together because we don't see that a lot. Uh, their net rating together is abysmal. But it's it, there's no, it's just, there's no imaginary rule, or it is an imaginary rule that Kerr is following in terms of not playing them together. Kerr said that's a possibility, but bigger picture, I don't understand this loyalty to Wiggins in terms of playing him no matter what, trying to figure out whatever is going on with him. I think Kaminga has earned just as much of a benefit of the doubt, not only in terms of playing, but in terms of his longer-term value. You can't just think about this year only. you got to think about three, five years ahead. So in your opinion, Janelle, like, why do you think Wiggins is – is getting so much more favoritism and such a longer leash than Jonathan Kaminga when Wiggins' body of work has one fantastic year and a lot of so-so years. What are your thoughts on that? I think that Wiggins gets more cachet because of the ideal of him. And plus, also, he is still the Warriors' um, solid point of attack defender you know what i mean he, yeah he's he's still he's still a solid defender and and he also helped um helped them in 22 and with that said he's getting the grace he's getting getting a little bit of a cachet like Stephen them does yeah and he did have a, a good game in Denver. I'm not. I'm not saying he was he was awful or bad, but I just again he got he's he's even in this year that Wiggins is having, and it's not good. It has not been a good year. He's had games here and there, but it hasn't been consistent yet. He oftentimes follows good games with bad. I just don't understand why we're we're a third of the way into this season. I don't get why Kaminga cannot get the 30 minutes that Wiggins is getting. At this point, of the, uh, this far deep into the season, I don't get it. And, and in the comments, by the way, I highlighted this one thing. This is from Visible ID who writes, would Steve Kerr and staff be in a better position than the fans to evaluate Kaminga? In theory, yes. But when I saw uh, Kaminga and Moody being bypassed last year for Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb, and then Kerr did not express any regret about that decision – that's when I that's when that's when I stopped giving Kerr the benefit of the doubt because that is obvious, coach or not. That was a brutal mistake that cost Steve Kerr a year of his prime. It made no damn sense to play those two bums, and I really hate criticizing those two because I have nothing against them personally. Anthony Lamb, maybe because who knows what he did when he was in college, but regardless, they had no place getting the minutes they did last year. There was no justification for that. We saw what happened at the end of the season. It made no damn sense. It did not pay off. Um, so that's where Kerr has lost the benefit of the doubt with me, Janelle. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, <laughs> if any. I, I mean, in theory, like you said, Kerr 
Atkinson, and that whole coaching staff could be better evaluators of talent than we are. I mean, and I get that. But at the same time, I'm just curious, you know, what is it? What's lacking with Kaminga? I don't think anything. I I, I mean, there's got to be a legit reason why he is in cursed doghouse for whatever reason. Is it is it the rebounding? How how has he been on defense? Has he been consistent defensively? I'm just trying to figure out what it is. Not only not only Kaminga, but Moody. Kerr had been pulling into playing Moody after that Sacramento game, remember? Absolutely. Uh, and, and Moody only played two minutes and change in Denver. Steve Kerr did say today that he did have a talk with Moody before the game, letting him know that was going to happen. I, I do respect the fact that there was communication yeah. there, but I'm totally with you that it, it's just I, the, the minutes aren't there. I have a theory for the why that you asked. I have a theory. It's just it's more of a hypothesis. It's strictly a guess, but I'd love to hear um, your response to my theory when we come back. Uh, and there's also more Kaminga words to talk about. There's still Steve Kerr's response. He did respond today. We're going to play that sound. Uh, we have a lot more to discuss uh, with Janelle Moore of ESPN's Anscape, of the Mercury News. I also want to hear all about the stories you've been working on lately. Uh, first, though, got to give some love to our other sponsor of this evening, and that's Game Time. Janelle, I asked this of everyone who's on the show with me when I, when I mentioned Game Time, which is a phenomenal resource uh, for tickets, uh, for events. What is the last concert you went to, if, if any? Do you go to live music? And if yes, who have you seen most recently? The last concert I've been to was an Eric Benet concert years ago. <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't been, I ain't been to a concert since then. I, know, I, I used to be such a junkie for live music, and I'm just saying I'm such a homebody now. But look, there's a lot of you out there who who love well, seeing. You know, it. I mean, you know, I've been I've been hustling, I've been working, I've been writing, and trying to, you know, you know, just break through. And oh, I hear you. That's, yeah, just, been, that's just been consuming me. I, have, I haven't had time to just drive the Charlotte to take in a concert or whatever, because I've been driving the Charlotte to uh, the bank. No, and Janelle, you know, it's important. I really appreciate you saying that because for anyone out there who's on the younger side or, or even take age out of the equation, if you're just aspiring to be a professional in any field, in this case, the media, you got to hustle like what you're doing. That's the only way you're going to make it. That is oftentimes what separates those who achieve success from those who don't make it is that level of work ethic. So kudos to you. I mean, I hope you're not beating yourself up for uh, the amount of time you're spending on work. I'm totally with you. I, I barely ever have time for anything. And um, and that might be the reason why I'm not going to places as well. But look, if you if you're going to a Warriors game, or you're planning on it. If you're in the East Coast and you want to go see the Carolina Panthers in their attempt to uh, maybe get the number one pick in the in the NFL draft, they whatever don't is going. They, they, <laughs> they don't even own that. Whatever, <laughs> whatever the event is that you want to go to, Game Time is the is the app that you should be using for a multitude of reasons. Let Whether it's a last-minute decision you're making, they're going to have supply for you. Whether you want to see how those tickets look, whether you're on the app or the website, they have a fantastic view of the seats you're interested in buying. And maybe the best part of all this is their low price guarantee. Let's say you buy tickets from game time and you're browsing other ticket brokers and you happen to see the exact same tickets in the same row and section for a lower price, game time will refund the difference that is called a low price guarantee. So download the game time app, especially if you have more time than Janelle and I, and you're going to go out to some events, create that account and use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, got some more action here with Janelle Moore of ESPN's Antscape and the San Jose Mercury News. You can follow her on social media platforms, including Twitter at Janelle12 uh, and on Instagram and threads at Writer Diva. And for the everydayers, we're back at this tomorrow night. Uh, it's a post-game show, Warriors Miami Heat at Chase Center. Uh, and Janelle, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Kylan Mills uh, is off this week. She came down with strep throat. And, and, and uh, it's I, it's okay that I'm mentioning this because she also uh, mentioned uh, what a nasty bug to get, man. I don't know if you ever had a strep throat, Janelle. I I, I don't think I've had it since college. I did, I did one time. I, I had a strep throat um, about, about a couple of years ago. And I was Ooh. sounding like Doc Rivers for about a week and a half. <laughs> I feel it is awful. I just remember like all the the, 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 the white bumps on your tonsils and throat. It just it's like the worst throat pain. So Kylan, hope you feel better soon. Uh she's she unfortunately has strep throat right now. So Janelle, thank you. Uh, and we'll be back at this tomorrow night. Uh I want to read this uh, other quote real fast. Oh, real quick, real quick. My 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 hypothesis on why it is that that Kaminga doesn't get as many minutes as he sh- as he should. I think it's two reasons, Janelle. One is I think Kerr has a very thin line of patience for young players, um, especially young players who aren't ball handlers. Steve Kerr has this infatuation with players who can handle the ball like a point guard. And we've seen this all here, right? Like with these three point guard lineups out there, uh, it's it's like it's his security blanket for him on the on the court. He has a, this weird lack of faith if you can't handle the ball. Now, granted, Kaminga's fi- like, finally showing – to everyone that he can't handle the ball. He brings the ball up a lot. And I, I really uh, love the improvement he's, he's uh, shown there. But the other th- part of it is, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I get the feeling when we talk about warriors culture, a lot of it is being rewarded for a yes man approach. And what I mean by that is you got to kiss a little ass. If you want to be on Steve Kerr's good graces and maybe Kaminga's just not kissing enough ass. Maybe it's that simple. Your thoughts. I don't think it matters what Kaminga does. I, 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 I just think he, Kerr has an aversion to, to wings. He could, he could kiss Kerr's ass. He could do backflips. He could twerk. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, you know, Kerr, Kerr is just Kerr. He, he is who he is. I don't know the, the infatuation he has with, about his infatuation with guards, I guess it's because in guards is more of a security blanket for the system. I, I agree with you there. Um, but there was a there was a, a moment where the Warriors had too many centers. Now it's it's reversed. So I mean, who knows? When did they have a lot of centers? Um, what do you think of? You know, when they had Zaza, when they had um McGee. Yeah, yeah. Um, God. I, I'm at, how good would this team those, those KD years? How good would this team be, Janelle, if they had JaVale McGee on the roster right now? I, it, I, it, would help, it would help a lot as, in terms of rim protection. Absolutely. And easy buckets offensively, easy buckets, right? Yeah, theoretically. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. That, that's what I was clamoring for this offseason. Well, here's the uh, one other part of the quote uh, that I want to read as well. And this is again with the interview with Marcus Thompson, uh, the second uh, from the Athletic exclusive interview with Jonathan Kaminga. Kudos to Marcus Thompson again for uh, for the get. Uh, Kaminga was was uh, quoted as saying, "Quote." Yeah, I'm a difference maker. I know I am. But it's not up to me to do certain things. How can I say it? It's not up to me to control my minutes. I feel like I've done that. But the last voice ain't mine. And it's not easy because I know how to score the basketball. I know how to pass. I know how to do different things on the floor. But it's about putting all that together. With the people we have on the floor, it's just tough to put it all together. I'm trying to figure out how to manage that, unquote. Your reaction to that quote, uh, Janelle? JK can control what he can control. It is not up to him to manage how the puzzle fits. That is Steve, that's Steve Kerr's job. And he, got, he has a dilemma on his hands, like that um, article has implied. I mean... He could realistically play 12 of these cats, but it's a matter of how do they fit. But again, that is up that is up for Kerr to worry about. All JK could do is control what he can control because he's damned if he do and damned if he don't. Yes, absolutely right. No matter yeah. what he does. Because Kerr has this scripted um, sense of rotations. Sometimes they had to break that script, especially in terms of matchups. Mm-hmm. He has to be more aware of that. And he's not because he thinks that one size fit all and it's not working. The Warriors are 15 and 15. And just exactly. a little bit of rote, uh, stuff that's marginal, being mindful rotations. We could have, it could have been different, could have been like, at least in the top six right now. I'm with you. And and, and uh, I have some stats in front of me in terms of his defense. And this is available on, on NBA.com where uh, in the 29 games that Kaminga's played this year, he's holding uh, all players he defends to 45.2% shooting overall, uh, 31.1% from three uh, 53.2%, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. 53.2% from two, um, when he defends other players overall, uh, there he's outscoring all the players that he defends on a nightly basis by 2.6 points. So he's winning his defensive matchups. Overall, those numbers are solid. He's arguably the best defender on this team. Um, so, uh, Janelle, we got to do a two-part show here because we, we haven't even played uh, the Steve Kerr sound yet. Yeah. Um, so we'll save that for a part two. Any final thoughts on Kaminga as we wrap up this part one? And folks, uh, the, the second part's going to be a whole new show. So just uh, you're going to have to find the link. It'll be live in just a moment if you're watching the live version. If it's recorded, just, you know, just stick around. The part two will come. But uh, Janelle, any final thoughts as we wrap up part one of the program? Kaminga. And as well as all of these young guys on the team, the, the process of progression is tough no matter what team it is. But when you are trying to go through this process on a on a team like the Warriors that has championship aspirations, it's totally tough. 
and like I said, they can only control what they control and just be as professional as they can and just, you know, let the chips fall where they may. It, it, it is what it is with Kerr. He is he's too old and he's too set in his ways to to change now. But if he wants to win, he might need to uh change some and and and, and incorporate these younger guys better. It's weird. Like some people just don't like Kaminga. Like like Andre FRBK, you, you seem to find any excuse to criticize him. Uh, Andre, you're right. Kaminga, you talk a lot. Back it up next game. He's been backing it up every game. And in terms of talking a lot, he got asked to do an interview and he answered questions. I don't, I don't understand. I do not understand. Is this big talk to you, Janelle? Like this interview? No, no. I don't he, think so either. He has, and he has, and a, he has a right to feel like that, especially when yes. he ha- he is has been putting in the work to get to wherever he is. He is he a finished product? No, he's not. But, you know, he, he has made strides. He has made a, a leap. And so he should feel like that. I would, ha- I would rather have a guy that feel like he does than a guy that doesn't care at all and that's apathetic. All day, every day. And there's another one, like, like Lucky Trey writes, he's not a good off-ball defender. Agree to disagree. Okay. I think that's an asinine opinion. People, again, people are just... And again, this is the this is to to an extent the cult of Kerr. Like Kerr makes decisions, and you have a part of the fan base that no matter what just falls in line, and they think that no matter what Kerr says, it's right. He's a human being. He's proven repeatedly he's a very fallible human being at that. Who routinely makes awful decisions. Uh, yeah. So it sounds. I don't really care that much about off ball defense because I'm thinking. Draymond and maybe even Wiggins, if, if they have a lineup like that, would would help with that. Point of attack on ball defense is what's more important to me. Yeah, and, and but again, I don't see him just getting burned off the ball either. He's he's hustling out there. He's chasing his defenders down. He's making the right decisions with switches. And if you see him make a mistake, God damn it, he's a human being. Every one of these players are making mistakes. Why are you calling him out and not every other player on the roster who also makes mistakes? It is ridiculous, man. Uh, Yeah. Anyways, we're going to have a part two here uh, because we got to hear from Steve Kerr. He did address the media today um, and he he actually was very direct about about uh, Kaminga's comments. And then, Janelle, I'd love to get your insights on the Warriors defense in general, because there's some great sound from uh, Tim Legler about defense in the NBA today and and whether that means the Warriors need to readjust their focus. Stay tuned for part two. Bye-bye.